0: Warning, the episode you are about to listen to most likely contains graphic language, details of violence and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Murder With My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder with my mother. Hey, yo, what's up? What's up, mother? Mother happy uh, recording
1: day yeah happy recording day happy belated easter to all our
0: listeners yeah happy 420 because oh we're my God, recording on 420. 420 used How to be I my forgot. favorite holiday but taking a i mean i'm still smoking pot but i'm <laughs> taking a not so celebratory you approach know, approach this year i actually thought of you today every time they mentioned 420 Nice. And your other kid, I'm sure. That's turned into quite the (laughs) Rostafari. Oh, yeah. The best is my brother went from like extreme, like zero anything ever. And then all of a sudden smoked pot. And then like a month later had dreads and (laughs) smokes like his personal size doobies are like the size of fingers. And he smokes one like every five minutes. So you're welcome. He does? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Like you wouldn't notice. Way to
1: rat your brother out.
0: Yeah, but they were all... Well, they were all... My brother came home from school for the weekend for Easter, and nobody told me he was coming, so it was really a nice surprise to see him. And it
1: wasn't even supposed to be a surprise, we just forgot nobody to just, you. Nobody told
0: me, <laughs> yeah. And then my grandma came, my Mugga, I call her Mugga, we've talked about her on other episodes... She no longer apparently listens to the podcast. Apparently, nobody. Uh, Apparently, lots of people have dropped off. I hope it's nothing we did. (laughs) No, but it's everyone (laughs) that we're related to. So maybe the secret shots of. Maybe they got too much shit to do. Maybe. Fucking, I thought we were a priority. I guess. guess not. So there's that. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. There we go. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. But yep. Um, what else is new, Mom? What's new with you? What's new and exciting? I know you're getting ready to go on your trip. You're getting poked here and poked there, getting all your vaccinations. Yeah. And-
1: so I just had my last uh, Hep shot, Twinrix yesterday, and I did the accelerated program because I waited till the last minute, as per usual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had all three of the series done in one month.
0: Nice. Which. <laughs> Which, do you advise people to do that? Or uh,
1: maybe... I mean, I've had enough shots this year that it's just, like, shoot me up with whatever. I've had
0: more shots this nice. year, I think, <laughs> than I've had since I was a baby. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, you'll be nice and protected. Once we get good. hep and COVID. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> As you have to stay in the country yeah. you're in and not come back. So my main
1: reason for getting my hip shot done was that I want to maybe get a tattoo while I'm there. And oh. it's probably a
0: good idea. Like a, a stick tattoo. and poke one? Uh, I don't know. That's what they do there.
1: No, they have regular ones.
0: Yeah, but they're like known for the stick and poke. Well, I don't like
1: really the way those look. But well, why
0: don't you just get one here? Well, because they're cheap there. I'm yeah, but go that's get definitely not tattoos. the... You do that's not. I'm gonna get no regrets. Oh, god, just get like your grandkids' names, but spelled Mm. wrong.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I guess we'll have to see what happens.
0: Yeah, well, that's exciting again. Really excited for you. uh, No jealousy here at all.
1: Yeah, so I'm leaving (laughs) next Friday, which
0: is pretty exciting. I'm gonna crash when I'm driving you to the airport. No. I'm just gonna crash and on purpose. And
1: Danika's gonna have her thirtieth birthday in May, and I'm gonna miss it.
0: So. Yeah, and my firstborn is turning ten. Two you're digits. also gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss that too. <laughs> I just reiterate that on every episode till yeah. you leave.
1: But and... no, that's really
0: exciting. Nothing really over here on the. Front uh, I of this. think
1: they said that the sixth wave is approaching us.
0: Awesome. Something I really want to hear, and something you probably don't want to happen while you're in a. Another country.
1: Uh, well, I don't really care. Once I'm there, I have like millions of dollars worth of health insurance that they make you get, and oh, cool,
0: you'll be fine. Um,
1: now. whatever, I don't care. As long as I can get there, that's my thing. Like, that's yeah. my jam. Yeah. And it's just gonna suck because if I change countries from Thailand to Vietnam, Vietnam to Singapore to be
0: for all the murderers listening. Any of those, yeah, Jatin Patel, if you want. <laughs> Anyone wants to come get me? Yeah, you know exactly. I'll her be a itinerary. Drunk ninja on the beach. Yeah. Catch her at the full moon party on the fourteenth. No, that's on the sixteenth. Oh, sorry, sorry. Anywho, well, I'm really excited because again, like I've said probably in the last three episodes, I'm really excited because then when we decide to go, once my children are all grown and don't need to breastfeed off me every five seconds. We can go and you can be like a pro and you can just take me all around. I honestly, if I went to Thailand, I probably would just get Thai massage every day and wouldn't even go anywhere else. I'm going to get it every day. (laughs) I would love... I would literally get one every day. Maybe even two. I might even get two a day. It's under 20 for two hours. That's amazing. I just went and almost shat my pants but then the massage was so good like I was kind of stressing about it at first I smoked a joint and then I accidentally booked us for two hours when I meant to book it for one each and then I was like oh shit but then like literally five minutes into the massage I was like I would give my firstborn child for this massage (laughs) I wasn't even worried about the price like I'll pay a thousand dollars for this like I didn't care I'm excited yeah I'm really jealous about that part specifically but yeah yeah, um, fun
1: elsewhere in the world the war on ukraine is still continuing i heard that they had used some chemical warfare a couple weeks ago which is terrible and i know that we are having um some refugees come to our country
0: well whatever we can do to help right i kind of i mean call me whatever but i I kind of don't tune into anything anymore. I'm kind of like trying to stay off my phone a little bit more. I mean, obviously I'm still watching true crime, which yeah. I mean, yeah. is probably to most people a little bit depressing, but not to me. It's like my comfort. You guys know that. Um As
1: soon as I listen to News 11:30 in the morning, which oh. sometimes I do if I'm in a shitty mood on the way to work, oh. I turn it on like against my better judgment and I'm like having an anxiety attack 10 seconds later. So I'm like, "Oh fuck, I can't"
0: listen to this honestly carlos bought me a new car and ever t- like i don't know how to work the radio in it so i just haven't listened to the radio and my life has been a lot like nicer i listen to my bluetooth like i have oh, bluetooth good. but i just have it on one setting but i just listen to my own music or podcasts or your and- baby crying no i just drown her out with the music or the podcast oh. <laughs> but no I- I used to listen to News eleven thirty every time I drove Kiers to school every morning, and then no, I remember exactly feeling like idea. holy fuck, yeah. like, I gotta go back to bed. I, this would, sucks. I would rather listen to people getting like decapitated, and yeah, you know, it's nice and comforting. It's
1: a lot. Like I think more and more. I was talking to my ex yesterday, and he's just like, "Are you really tired?" And I'm like, "Well, well think about what we've been through in the past two years."
0: Yeah, like, everyone's just catching everyone.
1: Up. Like, most people have had at least one separation. Lots of people have had babies. Lots of people have been working from home and not seeing anyone. Well, there's Lots of people have, like, drug and alcohol habits now. Like, we're all just, like, a fucking mess.
0: Yeah. But you know what? It's kind of leveled the playing field. I didn't (laughs) have a baby, but I had everything else. I was like, did you have a baby? No. No, and I had a baby. I guess there was nothing else to do in quarantine other than... Yeah,
1: I mean, we've Do both it. had a relationship change. We have yeah. had... uh Yeah, I had
0: a whole... Life change. Yeah,
1: it was... Well, I really have also. Yeah, you definitely have. Yeah. I mean, I went from gardening fucking 1,600 crops at the beginning of <laughs> COVID to then drinking lots of wine all the time to then eating lots of Dinamitos. Yeah. Which I'm still kind of eating, but...
0: Yeah, you have a Dinamitos addiction. Dinamitos, if you want to sponsor Murder with I My it's Mother. Think called
1: Dinamita, but Oh. They're pretty well,
0: they're lovely. the same as Takis. I'm sure you don't discriminate, really.
1: Uh, Takis taste more cuminish.
0: Um, Dinamitas I like are
1: if you haven't tried them, fucking do it. It's the best decision you'll ever
0: make. I wonder if you're going to have a Dinamitas uh withdrawal when you go to well, I'm bringing 16 bags. <laughs> One carry-on just full of chips. Yeah. <laughs> Well, today we have episode 35 for you guys, and we got a, a lot of requests for this one. I had specifically Amy, I had a request from her to do this one, and we have had multiple requests, so this one's been on the list. But this one is what I like to call an onion story, which is layers. There's layers to this bitch. There. I hope it doesn't make my eyes water. It might because it's there's so many layers and it's really sad. And it's really just it's fucked up, obviously, because, you know, it's about murder and innocent lives are lost and all of that. But it's just uh, it's really a curious story, this one. So with that, Mom, I don't know if there's anything else you want to catch up on. Before we hop into this episode? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty caught up. Alright, well with that, here is episode 35. Hope you guys enjoy. On February 12th, 1999, 42-year-old Carol Sund and her 15-year-old daughter Julie, as well as their 16-year-old Argentinian exchange student, Silvina, left their home in Eureka, California and started on a vacation they were planning to go to the yosemite national park and then they were going to meet up with carol's husband and they were kind of doing like a two in one thing so instead of just going on this trip they made like a, a pit stop where julie the 15 year old daughter had a cheerleading competition so what happened was they flew to san francisco and carol rented a read 1999 pontiac grand prix and like i said they stopped in stockton and that's where she took part in the uh cheerleading contest i think as well as they were looking at universities i read in some of the research but she's only 15 so i don't know what Uh, i think in the states it's
1: a pretty big deal though like especially if you're involved in sports and stuff to like check out
0: universities see what's up yeah Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So their plan was that they were basically from there, they were going to go to stay in Yosemite's. Um, there's a lodge there and it's called the Cedar Lodge. It's in El Portal. And they were going to go do touristy stuff, right? So Sylvina was there uh, for three months, I believe. I think so. so yeah, I think Argentina. they'd already
1: done like a bunch of stuff with her. Yeah. And they were just trying to basically show her how beautiful the country was.
0: And and it was winter. It was was February. So it was like just, it was still wintry. And, you know, like even we have a place here, obviously, if you're local, you know, Whistler or Banff. Um, Banff is in the province over, but... Even they're beautiful in the summer and they're beautiful in the winter. They're more, in my personal opinion, beautiful in the winter because they're mountainous. Like Yeah, and when you look at the pictures of
1: Yosemite in the winter with all of the jagged rock peaks and it's stuff beautiful, covered yeah. in
0: snow, it's, it's actually breathtaking. There you go. Yeah. That's a very, very good descriptive word.
1: Yeah, and Carol and her husband uh, were busy realtors. They owned a business in the Stockton area and... I guess he just really couldn't get away because he had to prepare for a business meeting. So it was the three ladies that were taking off for the first leg of the trip.
0: But yeah. And like you said, they were going to show like Sylvina, right? It's like, they probably wouldn't have done the same trip if it was just the two of them. Maybe they would have, but Sylvina, they really wanted to show her how beautiful and like, you know, California is known for being sunny. And you know, this part is like beautiful winter, they had a lot of things planned like they were gonna go skating and so yeah, they yeah they did, all this did stuff do all that stuff
1: so i have been to um mount shasta in california mm-hmm. and it's kind of creepy like it has like yeah you think california you think like hot sunny, yeah. sandy it's beautiful there but mount shasta is got a really cool mountain range where they say aliens live, so that was kind of creepy. There's too. a lot like, of
0: alien activity said to happen in California.
1: Yeah, and, I and I, Alberta,
0: which is weird. And I Holly have never Whistler. been to Yosemite. Have you? No, I haven't. I haven't mm-hmm. been there either. Well, I would know if you went. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe you wouldn't remember. <laughs> I've, had pretty I've had good lots memories. of stuff. <laughs> maybe I work at London Drugs. I was like, <laughs> "Why well, didn't work at London Drugs?" <laughs> anyway. So, on February 15th, like we said, they had planned to do some activity. So, they hiked in the Yosemite National Park and they, like I said, they skated. They did all this touristy stuff. But that night, they kind of, all the guests had kind of checked out and it was kind of, it was just them there, really, at the resort. It was quite a big resort. It looked it was, kind of like a motel, actually. Yeah, it, it looked like kind of like six motels squished together yeah. with with one kind of Big far pool. in the back,
1: and that's where they were staying. Yeah,
0: so the night before they were supposed to leave, they just went to the front desk. They asked for some videos, like, uh, to put in the VCR, if anyone knows what a VCR is, flashback. And they just stayed in for the night. Decided to dance to their 8-track. Yeah, okay, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, the staff at the inn claimed that when they cleaned the room the next morning, it was, like, pretty much like they just checked out they didn't think anything of it and um jen's the husband was supposed to meet them uh, at the san francisco airport on their way they were going to all go to arizona
1: yeah and they were going to well he went to his meeting they were going to go to the grand canyon and also show
0: sylvina sylvina also i've heard great things about the grand canyon so i've been there you have Yeah. yeah It's like when people take pictures there; it looks fake, like the backgrounds. Yeah, not I did. You even go? I pushed my husband off the edge. <laughs> well, you probably <laughs> wished in hindsight that you in did. In hindsight, yeah. twenty twenty. But he was really surprised that he, when he got there, he did not see his wife. His wife was not there. And I think that she was a pretty punctual woman. And she's probably pretty good at communicating. Because, obviously, this is before cell phones were very accessible. Which is weird because they had car phones, but they didn't have cell phones. So, anyway. Yeah, but car phones worked like shit also, just so you know. Oh, I missed that part. So, like I said, he was really surprised and he was even more surprised when he called the car company that she had rented her car off of and they also said that they had not heard from her and she would missed her deadline of return yeah they were feeling really nervous about it because the car was missing yeah and it's a nice back then it was a nice car right so local police and Yosemite Park Rangers pretty much began to search right away because they were out hiking so they well, thought yeah. maybe they got lost maybe you know the suspicion was pretty much that they wandered off the main hiking paths and sometimes that happens right you and see, didn't
1: the dad just go golfing in uh arizona yeah yeah because he, he thought that they were going to go there yeah so he just went but they still never came so mm-hmm.
0: well he th- assumed that they just maybe he missed the communication maybe they yeah. you maybe know he, he missed didn't them. listen Yeah, like if Carlos's case, if I told him, he wouldn't know anything because literally I have to repeat (laughs) things to him. I tell him stuff and like three weeks later, he'll say something. And I'm like, I told you that. And he's like, oh, he literally wasn't there for the conversation. So then out of nowhere, four weeks later, her wallet was found. Carol's wallet was found in Modesto, which is kind of far from Yosemite. Modesto is where Scott Peterson
1: and Lazy Peterson lived. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: So, for weeks and weeks, police, family, volunteers, everyone searched the, the area near Yosemite National Park. They used helicopters, people on skis. Well, and that is such a big area. Huge. That's, it's huge. And then,
1: like, woo, the wallet shows up in Modesto, not even near where they're looking. No.
0: And so, by this time, obviously, they were looking for the car. They were looking for signs of them. They were looking for anything. You know, they were obviously desperate at this point for any kind of lead because they had nothing.
1: So, a couple weeks later, after looking, looking, uh, FBI agent James Maddock, who was then placed in charge of the investigation, um, did a press release saying that we're almost certain that these women were victims of a
0: violent crime. Especially finding a wallet with all of your things in it. No one has taken anything. No one has, right? Because it's like, okay, either they were robbed and someone took their wallet or what are, what's the other means of them not being with her with her wallet? And well, and missing.
1: especially, like, they're a family. Yeah, like, I mean, it just... Stuff just did not add up. They're a family on a trip with two young girls. The wife wasn't someone that was just going to take off and, like... No. Hookers and blow it. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> right? No, no. So,
1: like, that was probably...
0: No, it wasn't in her character to just go off the rails and with her... Two, with two young kids, right? So... Really after everyone's probably very worried and they not only was Julie wasn't an only child, they had three other kids. Oh. Yeah. So Jen's put unofficially, he put out a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar reward for information that would lead to the return of them. And by this time, obviously, like my mom said, they were kind of on the you know, they knew that they had met with a unfortunate circumstance. Exactly. So uh, after a couple weeks, he upped it to three hundred thousand, and still there was nothing. They even went on Good Morning America, and they begged Americans to help locate their their daughter and the and her children, or you know, Sylvina and Julie. And the other children, I guess, probably just thought their mom and Julie were coming home. Yeah, but I think uh, I was reading also one of the daughters. I think she was thirteen. The younger daughter, she was pretty much saying like in my heart, you know, I want my mom to come home and my sister to come home. But in my heart, I know because, you know, like if I didn't hear from you for three weeks. I would know you're fucking dead. Yeah, you know if I did not hear from you for if I don't hear from you for three hours, I'm like I always text you saying, "Are you are alive? you alive?"
1: Yeah, which is kind of creepy because in a lot of these stories, that's what people text. Yeah, and they're not alive. You ever, remember you Travis? That when you text Travis's friends are
0: like, "What are you dead? Come on, answer!" And he was literally dead. Remember? Do you ever think that when you text that to me? Well, sometimes, and I'm like, "Fuck! I better not be like number one suspect. Name better not think that I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to cover my own trail." Uh, after a couple weeks, the family's worst fears were confirmed when a hiker found the 1999 Pontiac hidden. So it was hidden. And it was burned out. And it was burned. So obviously at first they didn't know it was that car. A, a hiker just stumbled upon a burned car, which is never a good sign. And after several days, the bodies in the car were identified as Carol Sund and Sylvina Peloso. Through their dental records. Oh, devastating. Then, some of the research I've done, some of them don't say this part, but then the police somehow came across a letter with a map saying, I had fun with this one with an X. Yeah. And when they went and searched on March 25th, that's when Julie Sun's body was discovered. And it was discovered near Pedro in uh, Tulum County, And it was really badly decomposed and her throat had been cut. So her body was decomposed, but it wasn't as decomposed. So you could still tell her cause of death. Well, and the other two, they couldn't tell because they were burned, No, they were burned so severely. And so obviously we know when something happens, especially in the United States and especially at a tourist attraction and especially such a horrible, violent crime, like these women are obviously now they have been kidnapped and murdered and not just murdered, but they've been burned after and you know one of them they've got this horrible letter saying we've had fun with this one and like that's fucked up so obviously the fbi is hot on the trail or well, they want to find someone that's this dangerous. yeah exactly so by mid-april those who had been they, they had arrested people and they pretty much um they had four men that they considered to be the main murder suspects They were basically involved in the drug trade. Yeah. And so the first suspect they had was Mick Larwick, Eugene Rufus, Billy Joe Strange, and Daryl Gray Stevens. And they basically did a press conference and they announced, don't worry, everybody. We have the murderer. Don't worry. Like, you guys go back to Yosemite. Everything's fine. It's okay. Right? So... That was bullshit. That was bullshit. Because then... On July twenty second, park rangers found the decapitated body of Joey Ruth Armstrong, who was um, she was like a uh, what like is it? Like a ranger, right? Kind of like a campground. She she did something with like um the National Park Service, like um, I don't she know.
1: worked on education programs through a partnership with the National Park Service.
0: Yeah, and so. She lived in the park. Yeah. She and had like she a little cabin. Always,
1: like, she was always talking to her friends and saying like how much she loved her job. She loved the area. Like she was lucky enough to get that job. And Yeah.
0: And this is fucked up. Like I said, obviously now there's been three women that have been murdered. Now one woman who works in the park has been decapitated. So that's... And they've, they've announced now, oh no, it's safe. Go back. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But... They're thinking that she was murdered on Wednesday, July 21st, because that was the last time she was seen.
1: And her body was next to a stream, and her head was within the water that she and her friends had used for drinking water.
0: So police found her car in front of her cabin, and it was packed. So it was almost like somebody had come, you know, she she was planning a trip. She was supposed to go for a trip. To visit a friend, yeah. Yeah, and so when she didn't show up obviously they sent the ranger out to go look and her her car was packed so that indicated that someone took her basically by surprise and the difference was in the other murders is the person who committed those murders didn't leave any evidence or burned it or there was nothing that they could find but with the murder of joy armstrong there was a lot of evidence so this evidence led them in the direction of their suspect and on saturday july 24th fbi agents announced that they had a man in custody on a strong suspicion of murder and that a significant announcement would be made shortly hey guys it's danika i know you've heard our commercial of first sense dog dry shampoo but now's your chance to get some for yourself and for your furry companion Use promo code MWMM10 at checkout at www.fursense.ca for 10% off your first sifter pack. These things are awesome. With the sifter pack, you can try all three scents. Restorative Cedarwood, Purifying Peppermint, and my personal favorite, Zen Lavender. That way you can say goodbye to those stinky car rides home. I promise you and your fur baby are going to love this product. Now back to Murder With My Mother. So the suspect that they had was 37-year-old Carrie Stainer. And Carrie had been one of the people questioned after the triple killings in February. But at that time, there was nothing that linked him. Because what happened was he was a handyman at the Cedar Lodge and he lived upstairs. So if there was something found in the room, you know, that could easily be, oh, I'm the handyman. You know, there was nothing that really pointed them in the direction of Carrie to assume that he actually had something well, to do with this. Well, and he
1: had no criminal record other than a pot charge in the yeah. past. And every single person where he worked had good things to say about him except for one woman. Yeah, and that woman's daughter <laughs> she said a lot of bad stuff <laughs> about him, but he, that's because he used to stare at her teenage daughter in the swimming pool weirdly and I mean, there's probably always someone that's going to say something shitty about someone. Yeah, but, but everyone else didn't really you're say You're gawking anything. at a teenager. Yeah.
0: So at Joy Armstrong's cabin where she was murdered, they obviously did a lot of forensic evidence. They looked for things. Um, and there was tire tracks. So the tire tracks were very specific tire tracks. And um, Carrie Stainer drove a very specific vehicle. So they knew right away that kind of led them to know. And so because he lived like we said, in the Cedar Lodge. He was the handyman, so he lived there. His apartment was searched in the uh, later in the day, and that's where authorities discovered the evidence that linked him to Armstrong's murder. So, the Matic, uh, Special Agent Matic, he obviously had a hunch that turned out to be a good hunch, and so they pretty much right away after that, they searched the apartment, they found other evidence li- linking him to the Sund and Peloso murders. So... Then they kind of knew that they they had the right guy.
1: By Friday, July the 23rd, Stainer had disappeared from the area, and by the time they went to arrest him, they finally caught up with him at of all places, a
0: uh, nudist colony, which he frequently visited. Yeah, he was quite the nude guy. Everyone said <laughs> there was one, uh, I don't know if you saw the this during the research. Yeah, she yeah. said, no tan lines. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, he had no tan lines.
1: We'd hang out with him all the time by the river.
0: Naked, and he had no tan lines. But he never crossed these creepy lines with them, no, which is No, he never did really anything weird. to anyone. No, you know what, actually, because in his... So, this is what made me think that he... I mean, you go to... I don't know who watches Dexter here, and te- Dexter's obviously made up, but... If you see in Dexter and, like, most serial killers and sociopaths, it's hard for them to actually, you know, uh, formulate an actual, like, a a relationship. Like, yeah. it's actually hard for them to have relationships. So, Carrie, I think, it comes out later that he had been having these thoughts about doing this to people since he was seven, seven years, years old. Seven years Let jump ahead.
1: And he never really even had relationships with anyone. No,
0: never. He could no. never. Like, and he was a good-looking guy. Yeah. And he just basically would – he was creepy because he he didn't have that – the threshold of, like, okay, this is inappropriate. He would have – obviously, think about it. If you have inappropriate thoughts about women, about murdering women since you're seven years old, you – and you can't articulate
1: – Well, and he never just had, yeah, like, the flow of normal No, of exactly
0: being like, you know, like, hey, nice – Nice pet like you or Whatever, that, you know, I don't know. If that's what I'm Do you think nobody noticed on. when
1: he was like hanging up nude by the river? They were just
0: distracted by his cock, or like <laughs> I, I don't know. So maybe, but they would he didn't gawk at anybody, so apparently he didn't give off any creepy vibes. But to people that knew him previously, when he was younger, he was yeah, like he an was. awkward, creepy guy.
1: So they recognized his photo as one of the guests, and uh, notified the FBI at the at the nudist colony, and they the FBI came and returned him to El Portal, and then he was put through a more lengthy um, interrogation.
0: Yeah, but on the way to his police interview, he confessed to the detective uh, in the car, because what had happened was him and the detective when the detective found out who he was. Carrie had actually been, this is why this is an onion story, okay? There's layers to this. Carrie had a brother who was well known for something happening to him. So we will get more into that once we kind of finish this case. We'll dive into the second layer of the onion for you guys. And people's excuses why Carrie could have been
1: the way he was.
0: Well, it's crazy because, actually, if you look at, obviously, what Carrie has done, his brother was, in one way, hailed as a hero. So, obviously, I mean, yeah. I don't know the anti-hero, if that means villain, because, obviously, if you murder four women and decapitate one of them, and you're probably not going to be looked at as a nice guy. So.
1: so, yeah, he started confessing right away in the car to the agent about the murder of Joey. Yep. And...
0: And I think pretty shortly after that, he started just confessing to the murder of Julie and Carol and Sylvina and all of them. Like, it kind of just came out. Uh,
1: yeah, so in the car, he was talking about the murder of Joey, and he was just re- saying it in a voice like he was or Oh, just, like, telling you about, about the weather. Yeah, the weather. It was, like, like, super normal. And then once he got back to the police station, he said to investigators, I want you to get a hold of some producers in Los Angeles... I want a movie of the week made about my story. So that will all make a little sense why he wanted that but he just started talking to them about every detail of the murder the same day he snuck and he allowed himself to be interviewed by a reporter from KNTV and during the session he just kept talking and talking and talking He started saying to the reporter, I am guilty. I did murder Carol Sund, Julie Sund, Sylvina Peloso, and Joy Armstrong. But none of the women were sexually assaulted, though.
0: Okay, totally projecting because 100%. Even the letter that he sent with Julie with her whereabouts to her remains. We had fun with this one. Yeah, we had fun with this one. And in the same interview, Steiner admitted that he had actually been fantasizing about killing women for the last 30 years. And he pretty much fully described in detail that he had always thought about it. And he also went in and dove into detail about how he had strangled peloso and carol's son and then took their rental car and um from the lodge and then took julie to a lake and he actually kept her overnight and then killed her the next morning but he obviously like we said he said that he didn't sexually assault her but her autopsy showed that she had been sexually assaulted so right away he's just bullshitting.
1: It's like he was ashamed about the sexual stuff, but not the murders.
0: Yeah. And he addressed the victims' families after the interview, like when at the end of the interview, and he said that he was sorry. He said, I'm sorry their loved ones were were where they were when they were. So he couldn't even he's not even taking full responsibility. He's still blaming the victims for being at the Yosemite Lodge. Or for being at the Cedar Lodge. Yeah. He's pretty much saying like it was their it was their fault that I that they got murdered because they were there at the time that I was there.
1: And he had specific information, like, about wallets and where things were found and stuff like that, that they knew for sure it was him. 100%. Yeah,
0: for sure. And so in room 509, which is the uh, hotel room that, um, that they had rented, the Sons, they said that they had found um,
1: evidence, they, of evidence sexual assault.
0: yeah of sexual assault and murder. So in his interview, he claimed that hair from his body was left on the bedspread in their motel room and he returned later and changed the bed. So like remember how I said earlier, there wasn't a whole lot of evidence because he he actually admitted that he watched a lot of CSI, um, different like shows that kind of teach you how to probably listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm no, just kidding. It wasn't a thing back then, but basically taught him how to... Covers track. Cover, yeah. He took all his hair. He, he vacuumed. Um, vacuumed. But there were still, now that they looked into the room, there were still um, evidence of him being there. So, the vacuum sweepings that were taken from the inside of Joy's apartment were where he said that um, he bound her with duct tape and all that stuff. They had hair evidence from there. There was also um, bodily fluids on from the bed, like the bed sheet. Which were also his. So, if you're going to say you didn't sexually assault anybody and then you're there finding your bodily fluids everywhere, then either you did some other weird shit, still sexual, but, you know, after just decapitating someone, and I don't think that that was intentional, but, I mean, you're leaving your evidence everywhere, right? That must have been a struggle. And they say that Joy Armstrong... Um, fought back. He She fought back because he wasn't actually trying to decapitate her he just said that he um like she just got she away. yeah he got carried away because she was so she was fighting for her life right
1: yeah. yeah I mean she was a pretty fiery one she was a forest person she was and
0: she was also a ginger yeah
1: oh yeah yeah and we've
0: covered that in a couple episodes yeah we come from a long line of gingers so we know how fiery they can be if you guys listened to it two episodes ago, you also know that sometimes it can be a sometimes it can be a problem. But yeah, based on everybody that knew Joy Armstrong, she was had a very good personality. She was very outgoing. She was a people person. She obviously loved the outdoors, and obviously she was a fighter. She was a fighter. Yeah. So, so there
1: was a laceration found on his hand. Yeah, and fingerprints found in his truck and her blood and stuff like that. So
0: yeah. So, Carrie Stainer, like we kind of have hinted at this whole time, was on the outside very quiet, friendly. Um, he worked at the hotel or the motel, I should say, as a handyman. And other than that one lady that he worked with, nobody kind of noticed anything. But people that he grew up with, he went through a lot. So, you know, our age-old question, is it nurture? Is it nature? This one, yes, a lot of fucked up shit happened to Carrie Stainer in his life. But with the whole, I've been thinking of murdering women since I was seven years old, I feel like that is nature. Some people are just born to be evil. I believe that.
1: And then, because what we're going to tell you that happened in his childhood happened after that. So it was like the perfect storm. As we also quite often say, the perfect storm happens... To the perfect psychopath, and then it breeds the perfect serial killer. Exactly.
0: So, Carrie Stainer was born on August 13th, 1961, and his parents were Kay Stainer and Delbert Stainer. He had a couple siblings, notably, like we had mentioned, Stephen Stainer was his younger brother. So, when Carrie was 11 and Stephen was 7, in December of 1972, a man, a... Pedophile had actually pulled up and on the way home from school, while Stephen was walking home, kidnapped him and actually pulled over to a payphone and said that he called the mom and dad, which he obviously did not, and told seven-year-old Stephen that his mom and dad said that they no longer wanted him, so Stephen was to come and live with Kenneth Parnell. Kenneth who Parnell, was who was him, the pedophile. So. After that, he had him for seven years. He basically, he so his name was now Dennis, Dennis Parnell, and he... He put him in school. Yeah. He
1: moved around to different towns with him. Uh, Stephen, a.k.a. Dennis, was allowed to go to school, and he had friends, and he was still by everyone's account that went to school with him, a pretty happy-go-lucky popular kid who just...
0: He, he had, had, really had no girl rules. No, he had no rules. He could smoke. He could do all this stuff. But it was obviously like um, there was a one interview I was watching. He had a girlfriend and he was about 16. And they had, uh, no, not 16. Uh, fuck. <laughs> he was Good 14. math. He was about 13 when he had this girlfriend. And they were drinking beers. And he started crying to his girlfriend and said, I miss my real I family. I miss my real family. And all this. So what had happened was, seven years into being kidnapped because obviously at the age of seven, you're pretty naive. You're very impressionable. You're Easy very, to control. exactly. Yeah. So I think also pedophiles, when you start to get too old, they don't want to have sex with you anymore. Well, you're because, not attractive
1: because you're a man now.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're starting to grow up and they're not attracted to men there or they would, you know, not yeah. be obviously pedophile, but, um, he talked someone else into basically kidnapping a five year old little boy and with him,
1: same MO that they did yep, with-,
0: with Stephen in the first place. And they kidnapped this little boy. And not even two weeks into this little boy being with Stephen and well, sorry, Dennis and um Parnell, the other the pedophile, he waited until Parnell left and he went and took the little boy and hitchhiked to a town because you know everyone was hitchhiking to a town over and went right to the police station and said there's a famous line he said all i know is my first name is steven yeah and that's actually a movie so uh, all this stuff is unfolding when steven was initially taken it obviously took a really big toll on the whole stainer family um the mom was always a little bit cold and kind of distant in the first place so after steven was kidnapped i mean i think the whole family fell apart obviously right the dad because that's really hard having a child kidnapped because you obviously assume that they're probably never coming home i mean that not to be grim, that they are dead and i know that carrie it was said that he had a lot of blame on he you know he was very felt very guilty because he was supposed to be with steven well and the mom had said too like
1: That her favorite favorite son was clearly Stephen and she had said it.
0: Yeah, which is horrible, but especially when you have other kids. Yeah. I mean, but it's very, you know, there's a lot that had happened. So, obviously, when his brother came back, there was also, because it had been seven years of of this and now his brother came back and not only did he just come back he came back and he was kind of hailed as like a hero because he had saved this other kid's life yeah and there yeah, was all these interviews it was all and movies and, and
1: like the yeah today show i think he was on the today show by like the very next day
0: yeah crazy and so, obviously, this is going to take a toll on the family that he's returning to, right? And it's sad because, I, I mean, not to go on too much about Steven, but Steven, because he was sexually assaulted and everybody had known that he was sexually assaulted because that was a big part of why he was taken in the first place. He would go to school and be bullied. Like, they would bully Teased, him yeah. and tease him about, like, oh, are you going to go have butt sex tonight with your boyfriend? And it's, like, <laughs> kids That's are so horrible. horrible. And, like, it's just, it, it's just horrible. So... Actually, at the age of um, 11, it was said that Carrie had a, fa- a favorite uncle, but it also came out that he actually was sexually assaulted by this uncle. Well, that's what Carrie said. That's what Carrie said, and that's what other people had had said as well. But what had happened, and actually, it's not what only what Carrie said. This guy went to court and everything was charged. Oh. Yeah. So, it wasn't just what he said, but he also... Um, Li- decided to live with that uncle later in life so what happened was and we've talked about this before where there's events that happen in people's lives that can kind of trigger um like a psychotic break even if like we had said already he had been thinking thoughts about murdering women and having like rape fantasies about girls since he was seven years old so that in itself is fucked up and that was pre Stephen going missing So, like I said, I believe it was more of a nature case in this instance. I believe it was a perfect storm. Exactly. Like you said, the perfect storm. So, another thing that happened was Stephen was dealt a really shitty hand. And he, I mean, it was nice because after he came home, he was, um, you know, trying to obviously adapt to being back with his family. And eventually, he did find a woman. He had two kids. He was married. And at the age of 24, he was in a motorcycle accident that actually took his life. So for Carrie, that was another uh, trigger because if you look at interviews of Steven when he came home, you know, everyone's happy around him. You can see Carrie in the background. He looks fucking disconnected. Really evil and, too. Yeah. And he's always wearing a hat. Because while he was young and while Stephen was missing, he actually developed something called trichotillomania. Say that five times fast. Trichotillomania. 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 Anyway, that is where you have a nervous compulsion to rip out your own hair. So he would rip out the hair on his head. And mom just admitted that she also had trichotillomania as a child.
1: When I was about eight or nine years old,
0: picked a big bald spot in my head. Hmm. Well, such a surprise. You're not a nervous, anxious person at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, obviously, a lot had happened. And Stephen was a national hero, basically, right? So, you have to think now. And another weird coincidence is Kenneth Parnell, the one who had kidnapped uh, Stephen... He originally, when he first took him, he was working at another lodge in the Yosemite National Park. And he kept Stephen there for the first week of his abduction and just drugged him with cough syrup. I wonder if it was a coincidence, though, or if Carrie... Had some weird sexual... Well,
1: yeah, like, you know, sometimes stuff's in your subconscious, too.
0: Yeah, that is true. Try
1: analyzing that one.
0: Yeah, that's a good, good... Call. point
1: yeah
0: yeah so another fucked up thing actually that i want to touch on is kenneth parnell only got he got sentenced to seven years and he only served five which isn't even as long as he didn't even he had steven for longer than and yeah, he had abducted another child then he got out and he tried to abduct another child he tried to buy a child off some other someone else he tried to buy like you could just get out of jail and be like hey can i buy this child like no you're going to go back to jail. So he died, which is good. And yeah. So also right around the time that Carrie had, uh, sorry, that Stephen had died, Carrie's uncle also died. He was murdered in the house that they shared together. The one who had molested him as did a young child. Did they know murdered him? Well, no. But everyone was kind of on the fence saying he probably did it. They think that that was actually one of his first victims. Well... Yeah, but that, I, in that one, case would wouldn't have blamed right him. So. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, if you think about it, they say that that is when he was triggered to do all this other stuff, which, I don't know, I think that there's years in between, obviously. But, yeah, so Carrie Stainer is on death row at San Quentin because he completely, like we said, he completely took full credit for all the murders and he actually went and um upon confessing he brought them to the sites and showed them all the duct tape that was still there and the murder weapons and um you know the the murder weapon that he used to de- decapitate Joy Armstrong and and he tried to claim
1: insanity when he was on trial but they proved that he had OCD and a couple of other uh mild autism and a bunch of other stuff but none of those things Made him not know that what he was doing was wrong.
0: No. And uh, especially when you admit that you have fantasized about that since a young age. That's basically just saying that you've lost control. And yeah. you know that that's wrong. And now you have committed this heinous crime knowing that it's it's something that you did wrong. Yeah, it's very crazy. It's really sad too because, totally side note, but Steven Stainer and Timothy White, who is the little boy who Ken- Kenneth Parnell... Abducted. kidnapped. They both died at very young ages. Like they were both dealt really horrible hands. And if you watch the movies or the documentaries or anything like that, it was very Stephen was like looked like such a nice boy. Like he was just gone he through was so a much. Nice boy. Yeah, even to think, you know, about that and then then you look on this other side and you see his brother is like evil, right? So that's why they say it's kind of the good and the bad of Yosemite, right? It's like the evil and the, yeah. So my boyfriend, I was
1: telling him this story, mm-hmm. explaining it all to him. And he's like, oh, I went to Yosemite in July of 1999.
0: Which is when Joy Armstrong yeah. was murdered. Oh, my God. I wonder yeah, if he was, he was there before or... He was or...
1: camping there in July. Wow.
0: Yeah. Such a coincidence. Coincidental. Yeah. So that was episode 35, the case of... Well, it's like a multi-faceted case of Carrie Stainer. But the murders of Julie Sund and Carol Sund and Sylvina Peloso and Joy Armstrong. So rest in peace, ladies. That's a horrible way to go. And the fact that he, again, you know, most killers, most killers are just pieces of shit. This guy's obviously no different. But the fact that he says... Well, I'm sorry that they were there when they were there. and They I were in the there. wrong place at the wrong
1: time. Yeah. And I control myself. Yeah,
0: but typical... That's a
1: lame excuse, motherfucker. And, and he's yeah. still on death row in San Quentin, and they haven't killed anyone in California for a super long time, no. but hopefully they fire it back up, and he's one of the first to go.
0: Yeah, hope so, but it's sad because, uh, like we said, too, he had a very... He was not bad looking, especially as a child, like as a younger man, and he just had this creepy. Everyone, anyone that knew him said that he he couldn't form interpersonal relationships. Obviously, probably the ass, the autism probably yeah. um played a big role in that. And I think also he was 100% a psychopath. So, I feel like yeah, it would just be really hard to form interpersonal relationships and he basically you have to have you know, there's, there's layers, there's like levels to, to talking to someone. And then, oh, then you're, you know, you're dating, you're flirting and you're dating. and But apparently he was just creepy from day one. So he didn't have that, uh, <laughs> that gauge of like, am I creepy? Or am I a killer? Yeah. And then another thing too, which is kind of creepy, there was a lady, I guess he was dating that worked at the Cedar Lodge too. And the in the bar like one of the the bartender or the waitress or something but she had two little girls and they would be there all summer because there was a pool right outside the the bar and so he was dating this lady I guess somehow he formed an interpersonal relationship with her and his um I guess he was pretty good with kids and he was teaching her kids she had two daughters He was teaching them how to dive and by the end of the summer I guess they were like great divers and they loved him he would bring them a beanie baby which if you grew up in the 90s you know beanie babies were if you're rick soon's dad then you know that beanie babies are all the rage because he had my mom's ex-husband's dad had like two rooms with shelves on every fucking wall filled with beanie babies cases collectibles everything so another episode oh god but what happened was he would buy these little girls, every time he saw them, he would buy them new Beanie Babies. And it came out, he actually admitted in his interview that he was, there was three separate occasions that he was actually going to kill her and, and rape her daughters. Oh my gosh. And so that obviously never happened, but think about it, right? Like the, when they found that out, it was very like devastating. And so... Yeah, apparently they took one of the – they took one of their Beanie Babies. They had the Peace – if you know anything about Beanie Babies, the Peace one that was a special edition. And they, like, flew it down the – or not flew it, but floated it down the river for – Joey for Joey and for um the sons and with for Salvina for their memory because think about it you know that you kind of have to have a lot of guilt too like that could have been us guilt but also relief probably a little bit of relief and guilty relief right because yeah. it's like oh it wasn't us but it was these people and it was so horrible and so yeah it was sad that when he worked up the courage he took you know so many lives and
1: yeah. So we will post, uh, some, namely some pictures of the victims on the socials pages and I guess we'll probably include a picture of how beautiful Yosemite looks in the winter and maybe a picture of the piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Well, you always have to have a picture, unfortunately, of the piece of shit because most of the time, I mean, the cases we've chosen, yeah, they're a sight to see, I guess, but...
1: So I did get a request uh, from Brent, who's tied in number one spot for our number one listener.
0: I don't know. There's quite a few people right oh, now that are top spots.
1: Brent still, he was the OG. But Brent, you
0: are up there still, of course. And you're the OG, so yeah. obviously that has to OG go for OG means
1: original gangster, Brent, in case you don't know yes but um brent would like me to do a case that i'm trying to do some research on right now but unfortunately we won't be recording anymore until the month of june so
0: yeah so may's a really busy one i have a birthday my boyfriend has a birthday the day after me our son has a birthday it's mother's day my mother's abandoning me for the whole month which obviously i can't do murder with my mother if my mother is not here i told her to get a guest star but she didn't want to so no because nobody else has the chemistry and flows with me like you do because you (laughs) gave birth to me so and no one says funny inappropriate shit like you do (laughs) on the fly well i'll
1: be off in Asia saying funny, inappropriate shit there. Probably a lot of I it hope because- you learn it in
0: a new language.
1: Yeah. Well, Come I'll back and love. swear
0: in different languages. But we are actually going to hold up to a new challenge when my mom gets back. I haven't actually told her about this yet, but we are going to start actually filming ourselves and I'm going to be actually, 10, hopefully. Yeah, it will be like night and day because I am so pasty and pale right now and mom is about to go on a five week long sunbathed vacation so i'll look like the wrinkled lady from
1: something about Mary, and
0: And i'll hold an umbrella even when we're inside
1: yeah because we're only 18 years apart but we're about to look 45 years apart which is
0: fine but that's yeah so we're gonna yeah me too so um, i'm probably
1: also going to be extremely well-rounded after eating all the delicacies of all of the different countries I'm going to.
0: Oh, so jealous! But the food and the massages. I might not even fit any
1: clothes when I come
0: back. Just naked. We'll just do a naked podcast. <laughs> oh, That'll be our OnlyFans. Oh yeah. <laughs> My mom is plump and ready for our OnlyFans <laughs> performance. Really, it's just us doing the podcast, but naked. That's <laughs> it. Um. So yeah. So we will take on that challenge. We are going to welcome ourselves to 2022 and <laughs> start filming and yeah so give me um that gives me sorry a little bit more time to uh have with this booby monster and all the shit that i have to do in the month of may so to all of our listeners until june catch you on the flip side yeah and we hope you guys stay safe and don't get murdered Hopefully or i won't or no because what
1: the fuck <laughs> who would i do it with
0: then <laughs> it'll be just murder with my brother Ah, oh, <laughs> that would be dull <laughs> it would just be him inhaling sick friggin marijuana joints. the whole time
1: okay but, well i'll do my best not to get murdered while i'm on vacation and yeah please I will don't have lots of stuff to tell you guys when i get back
0: yes and so until next time everybody until june This has been Murder With My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder with my mother. Bye, guys.